This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found modern mammals and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Hello, everybody! Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, my podcast, Lead Singer Syndrome, a show where I, your host, Shane Toll, talk to other lead singers about what it's like to be the front man or front woman of a band. And very exciting episode this week. A guy I've wanted to have on the show for a very long time. I speak to Mr. Howard Jones, formerly of Killswitch Engage. That's how a lot of people know him, but he's still out there doing music. His band, Light the Torch, is about to put out a new record very soon. And he's got a few other projects on the go, too, we discuss in this podcast. And I want to thank Howard so much for taking the time to do this interview with me. Before we get into that, a big thank you for everybody that sent me birthday presents, well wishes, whatever it was. It was really, really cool. I had like the best birthday ever. 37 years old. Isn't that crazy? I can't believe I'm that old. It's so weird it's coming out of my mouth. But, uh, you know, hey, I, I embrace it. I embrace my age. And I know deep down inside I'm like a dumb little kid. Uh, and, you know, you always think, I talked about it a little bit last week, but you always think, you know, you're going to be smarter and more mature and stuff. And like, you know, you're into the same stuff you always into. So I think that's funny. But I had an amazing birthday in South Florida. It was so much fun. And thanks to everybody for being so sweet to me. If you want to get in touch, it's super easy. You can email me, leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. I read all my email. I'm not great at getting back to you. Uh, but I try. And we're also on all the social media. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, it's Lead Singer Sin, S Y N. On Instagram, Lead Singer Syndrome. And we have a revamped Facebook page. Make sure you check it out. Just search for Lead Singer Syndrome, it'll pop right up. And we're doing a lot more stuff on Facebook. So make sure you go and like the page. If you're not so happy, maybe I didn't do a very good job on this interview. Maybe you hated last week with Rory from Dayseeker. Whatever it is, you can call and leave a message of hate. We have the hate line. The phone number is 1-657-666-HATE, H-A-T-E. I do listen to your hilarious messages, so please send them to me, and I do roll out clips every now and again, so you could be on the show. So, again, the number is 657-666-HATE. I want to give a big shout-out to our sponsor, rockabilia.com, the best place to get band merchandise. They have so much stuff. Half a million items. 500,000 unique items. I was talking a couple weeks about a Campbell Corpse hockey jersey. I was diving like, I was like in the deep web on their website finding all kinds of crazy stuff. So you should do the same. Rockabilia.com. Check it out. They have everything you need. And best of all, if you use my promo code, PCLSS, you'll save 15% off your entire order today. A lot of February birthdays, maybe you got to hook somebody up with a real cool, unique band merch item you can't get everywhere. Check it out. I don't know. Rockabilia.com. It's the best. And use promo code PCLSS 
for 15% off. As I record this, I am in the beautiful state of New Jersey. Actually, to be honest, I'm in Asbury Park, New Jersey, which used to be, to be fair, a dump. Pretty horrible, kind of scary, actually. You know, we're talking about like 10, 15 years ago. It is so rad now. There's so much cool stuff around here. Playing tonight, House of Independence, it's sold out. We're so excited. Having a great tour with Silverstein, Tonight Alive. If you're on the East Coast or the Midwest, Chicago, Detroit, uh, Toronto, uh, Buffalo, we got a lot of shows coming up. Uh, so come out, come out, come say what's up. Um, I'm always around at the merch table after the show. Say hello. I've met so many sinners, so many people in the All Access Club. We've had the best hangs. It's been really, really awesome. So come on out, check out the tour. It's almost over, but we have a few really, really great shows. Boston, New York, uh, Pittsburgh, whole bunch of them. So come on out and say what is up. Speaking of the All Access Club, if you want to help with the show, that is the best way. We've had a lot of new members joining lately, which is awesome. It's such a good vibe, such a good club. And basically, for as little as $6 a month, you join this thing, you help me out, and you get bonus episodes. You get a Q&A session with me uh, every month. We run contests on there. Merchandise sent to your house every three months. And a merchandise store, if you want any Lead Singer Syndrome merchandise, the only place to get it is through the All Access Club. So check it out. LeadSingerSyndrome.com slash all access. All right, let's jump in to my conversation with Howard. I apologize for the audio. Something was a little messed up. I don't know what it was. I know it's a little crackly here and there. I apologize for that. I hope you can get through it okay. Um, and if you didn't like it, well, you know what? Call the hate line. Just call me. Take out your frustration with this audio quality on me because it's my fault. Anyways, here's my talk with Howard Jones. Of light the torch. I'm here. Mr. Howard Jones, how are you? How are you doing today, man? Doing good, man. Can't complain. It's been a, a long time since our paths had crossed. I think. Did we do a Taste of Chaos together? Was it? Or I, I can't even remember what it was, but it was a very long time ago. I remember you told me that you met Wee Man. <laughs> yeah, I did. You and met- uh, yeah, it, and actually, Taste of Chaos does sound about right. Unless there was like possibly uh, a warp tour or something like it that, it could have been something like that. Something. But uh, yeah. no, but man, it's it's uh, it's great to have you on the show. Um, definitely a, a person I've wanted to have on the show for a long time, just because you know, such a cool story, such a great voice too, and and the kind of voice that I think is different, you know, in hardcore metal, punk rock, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I kind of want to start there today. You know, this is the Lead Singer Syndrome podcast. We don't always talk about singing, but with your voice, it's just so amazing. Uh, and I really want to talk, ask you the first question is like, when did you get into singing? Uh, uh, how did you get into, you know, aggressive singing and all that? Like, you know, with your upbringing in, uh, in Connecticut. <laughs> that, that, uh, I feel very weird and uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm just some dude, man. Uh <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I actually grew up in Ohio and oh, okay. then, then ended up moving out east. Um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I grew up around a lot of R&B and gospel and things okay. like that. But but at the same time, I, yeah, I just remember poking around on the radio and hearing stuff and like and uh I still remember hearing like the Beatles and thinking that's interesting. Then I heard ACDC and Kiss, and oh, it was all over. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that kind of set my path. I, I just I still listen to everything. It's just I don't know. I've always thought guitars were interesting. So, what was your family structure like when you were you know growing up in well, Ohio? Um, you know, did you have brothers and sisters? Were your parents together? And what was like the role of music kind of in the household? Uh, yeah, I've, I've got 
I got a pretty big family, but music was just music. You know, uh, you know, there were there were some records around and things like that, but uh, nobody. I mean, and you know, I sang in choir at school and and like at church when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, I said, but but in, in music wasn't something that you see like on TV. It's like, oh yeah, you know, we used to sing around the piano. Yeah, it was never like that. I mean, my yeah, you know, my brothers had some records and and things like that that I'd listen to. I don't know. I just kind of I just kind of took a different path with music. No, absolutely. And I, I don't know. It's like it's interesting, you know, being from you know you're a little bit older uh, than I am. Like I just turned 37 yesterday. Um, so you're about 10 years older than I am. So I kind of wonder what it was like. You know, you talk about bands like. You know, ACDC being, you know, sort of a gateway into, you know, more like heavy stuff. But like, I mean, blood has been shed. There's not a lot of ACDC in there. I mean, you know, that's we're talking about, about real hardcore and a hardcore scene and, you know, like Hellfest and and all that, that, that whole scene that, you know, blood has been shed in some ways were, you know, I don't want to say pioneers because that's not entirely accurate, but definitely leaders of, of that metalcore, you know, earlier on, you know, in the kind of the late nineties. So how did that happen yeah. for you? Was there a show, a hardcore show you went to someone you met, um, that kind of led you down that path? Oh man. Uh, in Ohio, I got into, uh, I, I eventually ended up playing in a band with, Corey, my guitarist from Bluston Shed, when we were in Ohio. And I don't remember how he found out that I sang. I had never even sang in a band. And I met him, and he was like, hey, I heard you sing. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he said, hey, I'm starting a band. You want to you try out? Okay. And I did. And then we you know, just did our little local Very Bad Bands uh, but you know, we, we were basically just like kind of a metal band or even like a, you can even call us a bad metal slash bar band. I don't know what you <laughs> want to call us. It was just bad, but, uh, we were playing with a bunch of bands and then the heavier the bands we played with, the more interested we got and everything just started changing, you know, and, I got, I started diving more into like just more metal, more crazier death metal as I, you know, as I like got older. So like, you know, once I found like death metal and stuff like that, when I was like 18, 19, 20, it's like my path was set. Then yeah. once I started, then I started playing with some hardcore bands and my focus shifted into hardcore. Right. Yeah. So, and, and then I just kind of went down that path. Focus shifted, but I still listened to everything. Yeah. So yeah. I, my my tastes were just very eclectic. Do you remember when you first started screaming? Like how you decided? All right, I'm gonna just gonna let this rip and see what ha- what comes uh, out of my body. Yeah, it was with Corey. We yeah. were do- doing the band, and he started. You know, he and the two guys that were in the band with him started playing. The music was heavy, and I had never tried it other than singing along to like you know, like metal albums I'd listen to. Right. I did it and it worked. So I just kept doing it. Cool. No, it's, it's the, that's the thing. Like these days, you know, kids, kids ask me for advice and I'm sure they ask you for advice too. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like back when I was trying it, I just like let it rip and, and then trial and error. Now there's like YouTube, yeah. YouTube videos and there's all these like, resources for people. You didn't have that. You just had to no. like listen to Cannibal Corpse or Pantera or something and be like, yeah, I'm just going to try to do that. Yeah, YouTube. It's like right, you right. go and do it, dude. It's <laughs> like you just went out and yeah, trial and error. You were correct. It, it's just go out and play terrible shows with a bunch of bands and learn that way. Nothing, nothing teaches you quicker than embarrassment. You know, <laughs> like that's really yeah. when you play a show and literally everyone's just standing there. You just played horrible shows in horrible places, and and you, you picked up equipment and dragged it up and down stairs that were not made to handle the weight of you and equipment. And that's just how you 
I mean, you struggled. And it seems like that's that part is disappearing. Right. And it's just that's where you learned. And it was just a good teacher. But, hey, you know, you can YouTube a shortcut. So be it. True. True. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, it lasted for you for years. You know, you talk about doing terrible shows and, you know, what has been shed never got really all that big. Uh, and then there was a period of time when, you know, before you joined Killswitch, what were you doing during that period of time? And how did, you know, that all come about? Because that was a um, drastic change for you. I mean, in terms of a career, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was I was working just, you know, regular job and all that good stuff. But what was funny was with Blood's Been Shed, I believe it was probably a month or two before I joined Killswitch. We had a meeting with Roadrunner. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I had like a we had like a breakfast meeting in the in the city with with one of the A&R guys from Roadrunner. And, you know, it was cool. And they wanted to hear more stuff. But uh, I believe Corey was working a lot. And, right. and, you know, he's got three kids now. And sure. then and then the whole kill switch thing came up. And there you go. Yeah. Well, it's weird, though, right? Because there's always, you know, people have an inclination to want to choose, you know, their band that they started first. You know, rather than a band that's already had two, you know, pretty successful albums, um, typically, you know, um, was there ever like at that point? I'm sure no one's even asked you this before, but like, was there a point when you were like, maybe I don't want to go down this road with this big band? I want to make my own band work. Was there ever a thought, or was it like, no, I just this is right for me at my age. I'm going to go with this band that's already already got a lot of fans. Yeah, well, when I started this. It was like Blessmanship was doing stuff, but we we're more weekend warrior. And yeah. Killswitch was not Killswitch was not a big band at all. I, in my head, it, you know, eh, maybe I'll get to see uh, maybe I'll get to see the UK and maybe a little right, bit and, and that'll probably be the end of it. Uh, wrong, but, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it wasn't like that big of a choice for me. It was like it's something to do for now, right? Yeah, I I did not think it would. Uh, transcend that crazy well it fucking sure did i mean talking about a grammy nomination you know the first thing you ever record together i mean that must have been so surreal just having that happen to you know a hardcore kid from well whatever ohio uh, connecticut wherever yeah. you know that, what yeah, was that was... what was that like i know we just had the grammy awards you know the other day so i i uh, <sighs> i wonder what you know your take was back in whatever it was like 2004 yeah, um, if I recall, I believe we were in Denver. I was I was sharing a, uh, I believe I was sharing a hotel room with Justin, a drummer, and woke up in the morning. You know, I, I think he was asleep, but yeah, I woke up and I was just sitting there, just kind of, uh, and I like kind of turned on the TV and I checked my email, looked at the email, and I started laughing. And I couldn't stop laughing. Sure. So, and I laughed from, and then he woke up and asked what I was laughing at. I pointed as I continued to laugh. And <laughs> after about half an hour, I stopped laughing and then said, what in the world? <laughs> so that's pretty much how it happened. So weird. Did you guys end up going, it's, did it you guys go weird. to the Grammys? Yeah, I went, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was weird. <laughs> you know, it, there was, it, it's very crowded and there, there's a lot of standing around and a lot of famous people and it's not, it's not the fun you would think. It's not comfortable. It's not, I don't know. It, it wasn't really a thing for me. I, 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 you know, it's like, okay, I've got the memory of it and, Ran into, you know, Kanye West, like, bounced off my chest in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go. He had to leave. So, there you go. But it was, but, yeah, it just was very strange. And, yeah, it felt very uncomfortable. Totally. But, well, yeah, but it's a surreal thing. Oh, yeah, it's just surreal. And, and I'm sure now, you know, 
age has everything to do with confidence, you know, I think. And at that time, you're just joining this band. You're a lot younger. All of a sudden, you're mm-hmm. thrown into this environment, you know, and you're laughing. I know you're laughing at getting nominated. Well, there's a little bit of nervous laughter there, too, I'm sure. Feeling like, a little bit. Feeling like you're not, like ha- you don't belong. I laughed you know? for a half an hour. I think we were well beyond nervous laughter. Right, right. Dude, I was <laughs> freaking out. Are you kidding? <laughs> I think that was the point of the story. I freaked out. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't, I don't get this. Well, Ugh. for being, I mean, for being such a dynamic front man and, and personality like you are and have been for so long, you know, you've spoken at great lengths about some of your depression, anxiety issues you've had. Um, how is that going now? Uh, obviously, you know, Light the Torch, doing really well, new record coming out very soon. Um, but how is that now in your life? Is it still is it still a factor for you? It always is. Yeah. And it just, that's, that's what it is. I've, I've been that way since I was a kid. Just didn't know. So... It's just, yeah, the older you get, the more you learn about it, the more you try to figure out how to how to deal with it. And so, yeah, it, it, I'm 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 definitely in a better place. But, it, yeah, it is something that every day it's, you know, you work through it and then just try to get through the day as best you can. Absolutely. I mean, how much did that factor into, you know, the kill switch and leaving and, and all of that? I mean, there were so many rumors about you and what happened and crazy stuff and I mean that must be sort of well it's self-perpetuating do you know what I mean because you have anxiety and depression to begin with then you know it's causing issues then there's rumors about it and then it you know it causes more issues oh yeah yeah it had everything to do with it. it especially when you don't know what's wrong with you you just know that everything everything you're doing is just it's just taking you deeper it doesn't matter how good things are doesn't matter uh, you know how you know how how much people care for you you're just going deeper and deeper and and so that's just what it was those guys saw it they they saw it before i did i was just right I, I was just, I was a broken dude. You know, I mean, I was sad. I was sitting in the back of the bus all the time. I mean, all the time. And, uh, and, and you know, Adam and I have gotten to talk, uh, you know, quite a bit about all that stuff. And, and uh, yeah, because we're still friends with all those guys. Yeah. But just, I think they saw it, but I just, I didn't. And I don't think anybody knew that it was the depths that it was with me. And yeah, yeah. So when we, we, we took a long break and then got together to start writing a new album. We all met at Adam's house and, you know, everyone was kind of going over demos and things like that. And like, okay, we'll just meet for the next, you know, uh, next week or two here every day and, you know, try and get songs together and, you know, head into the studio. Okay, cool. I drove away and just didn't come back. Wow. And then, so, yeah, then uh, <laughs> that, that was that was pretty much how, how things uh, started down that path. It, and it was like, well, you know, end up talking to the guys and they're like, so we're going to get a new singer. And, you know, I was, <laughs> I just, I, I, it, it was, it, there was no way I could have done it. I, I was... I mean, there, yeah, I, without going deep into the conversation, it was right. just, it, it would not have ended well. There's no way this would have ended well for me. So, yeah, it was, it was good for them because they were able to continue working, and it was good for me because I'm still here. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's real heavy. I mean, it must have been so weird, though. Like, I mean, when, that, when they say that to you, when they say, well, hey, man, like, you know, we're getting a new singer. There's no back of the bus for you to sit on anymore. I mean, isn't there, isn't that a big, like, like, oh, fuck, like, did I fuck up? Or was there a relief? Oh, no, it's a, dude, it was, it, it was pretty much done. I mean, we're about to write for the new album, and I just bailed. 
I literally like left the country. (laughs) So there there was no coming back. (laughs) What did you go fishing in Manitoba? Is that where you went? (laughs) Pretty much. It was just like, I I need to just, I I, I couldn't, I I had to go And, and I was broken. I just couldn't think about like, the thought of like trying to drudge up feelings and get back out on the road and it just it, it scared the crap out of me. Yeah, and yeah. so and so it was like, okay, well, everybody, all right, well, we'll see you tomorrow. I just didn't come back. So yeah, I, I, they had, it sounds I like they really had no choice, and you had no choice. Yeah. So yeah. yeah so like a, yeah. So a few weeks later, they're like, so we're gonna. You know, singer, move on without you. I'm like, I'll do it. I just, I'm just not feeling it right now. And they're right. like, you hate, you hate this. You just, you, you can't. You just, you got, it, it, like, dude, you're hanging on by a thread. It's just, you're, everything about your life is a mess. Just, wow. what are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, uh, I, I hate this right now. I just, the thought of like getting getting back out on the road again, it just, I don't know, it, it, it scared me senseless. Yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, and I mean, for the old singer Jesse to come back, <laughs> that must have been a very <laughs> weird thing for you too. I mean, uh, I'm just letting you know that Jesse's going to come back and do it. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome! Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I felt real good about that. Oh, good, <laughs> right? But it must be weird. You, you, you know, you have these songs. You poured your heart and soul into them, and you know the distinctive voice we talked about earlier. Like, is it, it must be weird having hearing him sing those songs? Why I sang his song? <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's uh that's a that's a good point. That's a good point. I, I mean, um, is there any? Do you think there's any chance? I mean, I know you and Adam are cool again. You know, I saw there was a, a photo of you guys having lunch, whatever, last year. And um, is there a chance that you come back and you do either either more Killswitch stuff, uh, you know, uh, a tour or another project? Is, is there anything in the cards, do you think, with that down the road? I don't think either one of us have thought of anything like that. Yeah. It's just, I mean, we never stopped being friends. I've been, yeah, I'm still friends with all those guys. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's just... It's it's cool now that you know. Well, we try and make time to hang out, but uh, oh man, I haven't thought that far ahead. I'm doing tons of stuff, and he's yeah. doing tons of stuff. Sure, I mean, between times of great kill switch, and I'm doing light the torch and doing a doing a project with Peter, you know, from Soil Work. Right, and, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, and we're doing a thing. We're basically writing for other bands and, you know, just doing some writing or songwriting, production, arranging, you know, for bands and also just kind of helping out some bands for a record label. And cool. and I got to do some stuff with Dee Snyder, which has been a, which has been a blast. <laughs> uh, really? Wow. I mean, and uh, got to do some stuff with the band Crowbot and just I, I'm I just like the work. Yeah, I, I I legitimately like heavy music, and that the fact that I've been doing this for so long is it's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. It's awesome, though. So let's talk about like the torch. You brought them up. Um, your you know sort of new band. You've been doing it for quite a while now. Um, except it used to be called Devil, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But new record comes out March thirtieth. Revival on Nuclear Blast Records. Um, now, talk to me first about this name change um, from Devil You Know now to Light the Torch. I know it was basically a legal issue. Yeah, we just, uh, it was just problems keeping the name and having some member issues. And it was just, instead of continuing to deal with all of the mess it was, it was easy to drop the name. Yeah. And, and drop the trademark and all that good stuff. I mean... It, did it suck? Yes. Sell those shirts or anything? Anymore. Oh, right, you know, right, right. Yeah, it's gone. So, right. it, so like you know, just to have to bury that, it was definitely a bummer. But and we had this long period where we didn't get to do anything. 
because we were trying to salvage it and it couldn't work. Right. And we put out an album in 2014, 2015, and then here we are, 2018, yeah. finally about to put out something. So for us, it was it was just the slowest time ever trying to resolve everything. And now, here we go. When you when you go through that as as a you know somewhat established band with a name change, I always wonder. You know, you've been working towards this thing, and you know you your but your fans know who you are. So when you know when you have to go through a name change, does it? I guess it feels like taking a step back, but also does it sort of feel like a fresh start again that you're able to have a new name, a, you know, kind of reinvent yourself with a new album? Absolutely, I mean, and that's what we had to look at. All right, let's leave it all in the let's leave it all in the dirt, burn it down, on, right. and so. That's what we did. That's why there's a lot more melody in it. That's why the game changed. That's it was like let's just distance ourselves from that. Even though same guys in it, let's just distance ourselves from it because it, it just unfortunately there's so much bad that came with the good. Yeah, it was time to let it go. So we did. I always wonder, you know, about name like like naming a band when you're an adult because mm-hmm. so much, so many bands, like even huge bands, you know, were named when their members were like, you know, teenagers or like little kids or whatever. So it's funny when I when I picture like a group of you know guys in their 40s, late 30s, whatever it is, going, "What are we going to call our name? Like, what's a cool band name?" <laughs> is that a funny conversation? <laughs> Be like, like just try to like make a list on a piece of paper? Like, how do you go about that? Yeah, that's pretty much what it did. Just come up with about like five or six things. We picked that one. Yeah, it's it's weird because people love it or hate it. Mm-hmm. Or, But at the same time, it's just it's just a name. Yeah, it's just a moniker. Everybody right. needs one. So you kind of have to come up with something. And, and so you know, what do you do? Yeah. So we came up with one. There it is. <laughs> well, I, I like, I think I like light the torch better than devil, you know, to be honest with you. I, I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. And it's, uh, it's, and it suits us. Uh, you know, we went through so much and it's just, this is a good representation of what we went through and how we feel now. So totally. for us, for us, it works. Well, it's definitely a much more, you know, uplifting kind of positive name, I think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Definitely. I always thought, though, to be completely honest with you, that Blood Has Been Shed was an awesome band name. <laughs> it was very different. I always liked it. Uh, I did not. <laughs> at, least, <laughs> at least when we when we first started, it was like this, this just does not fit well with me, but it did. Right. It, 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 I mean, eventually it grew. It, I grew into it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's funny. We could talk about band names, you know, uh, forever. I always, I always like to say, we, we have this little thing where we, we name, what's the best band with the worst name and what's the worst band with the best name? Oh, wow. This is a little game we like to play. Like, for example, good band with a bad name, like Jimmy Eat World. Yeah, it's a terrible yeah. band name. Yeah, it's it's not the greatest. <laughs> Great band. It, it works for them. I mean, but because you hear that name, you know you you immediately know who you're talking about. But yeah, when you first heard it, you're like, "What is that?" Yeah, totally. Or like the Goo Goo Dolls. That's a terrible band name. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> and they've been around for so long, and it's. Still terrible, <laughs> <laughs> but just it's amazing how you don't think about it anymore, right? Like you never yeah. think about a, a band once you once you know who the band is, it's established. You never think about the name. Yeah, it just kind of rolls off your tongue now. Like it, it doesn't have that unpleasant taste to it anymore. You Interesting. Got, you got any for me? Uh, Anyone can think of. Wow, favorite I'm, band name, I'm, least favorite band name. <laughs> I. I legitimately don't recall what the band sounds like. I just remember the name of a band being "We Butter the Bread with Butter." That's right. Yes, I think they're, <laughs> I think they're a German band. 
<laughs> that is that is something. Just why? <laughs> why? <laughs> That's funny. And, and and let's talk about good band, bad name, Green Day. I don't know. I don't know if it's that yeah, bad. Yeah. It, it, it's it's just the plainest words. Yeah. And so it's like it, it's it's nothing. But yeah. it's just the content. It's sure. the content of the band. Totally. You know? And they, the album was dookie. Dude, <laughs> yeah, just, I'm sorry. They they win. They win for just terrible band name and album title. <laughs> and just, it, it's, a, it, it's a monster. Yeah, dookie is pretty bad. And it's amazing. Yeah, you don't think about it. I never no. think about it. I'm like, oh, Dookie's the best record. <laughs> if you could just be like, if you never heard of it, if you were in a coma since like you know 1993, you know, then, then you, you'd be like, what are they talking? Dookie's the best album of the 90s. What? <laughs> Dookie was the first CD I bought. What? <laughs> exactly. And what crazy future have I stumbled upon? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I always like the you. name a band that I'm not a big fan of, to be honest. But I think it's a great name. I always like the band name Godsmack. <laughs> I think that's a great name. Not a big fan of their band, but I, I do think that's a that's a pretty great I'm, name. And I'm pretty sure that I played with them when they were a cover band. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, definitely played with Stained when they were a cover band. Stained. Too. That's a bad. Band yeah, name. that's a bad band. Yeah, name. and not yeah. a great. Not, not my favorite band either. Stained stands the E. <laughs> I got another one though for you, Howard. What about um? What about Smash Mouth? Great name. Uh, it's a great band name. Yeah, it's a that name does not match the music. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, you Smash Mouth. You're thinking hard headed. Sure. <laughs> and just that is not what you're getting there. It's like, oh, that's a uh, that's a nice poppy jingle. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Um, speaking of speaking of band names, well, this is a solo artist, Howard Jones, the EDM artist. Have you stumbled across him? Oh, of course. Well, he's been around <laughs> when you were googling yourself for a long time. Oh yeah, um, actually, I'd never heard of him until I was like looking up some things about you, and I was like, wait, what EDM? What eight oh eights? What How- Howard? Oh, other Howard. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he's basically got popular in the eighties, and yeah, that dude—he's made my life miserable. <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't even know it. Oh, oh gosh, that is um, very funny. He was doing this tour, and it was when we were on tour with Hatebreed, and so we were kind of following some of the venues. And so I would show up at the club and, and his posters would be up and I would just, I, I would just get yelled at the second I walked into the club. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and even in the eighties, just getting yelled at because that guy put out some songs, but yeah, I know. I, I actually have a t-shirt of his. Oh, well, there you go. Why, why wouldn't you? That's, that's amazing. I've never heard of him, but you know, I guess, oh, uh, it will, Oh, there you go. A little, you got a little history lesson. So this project you mentioned with Peter from Soilwork, I heard about it, but I didn't find a lot of information. What exactly is that? Uh-huh. That you're, Can you talk about it? Um, it's basically just uh, when he had filled in for guitar with, uh, with Killswitch and, you know, and Adam had to sit out for back surgery, just we, you know, we ended up talking, hanging out, and we just kind of clicked. You know, he's just... Yeah. He's a great guy, and and he's obviously just a, a massive talent. And I don't know. We talked about doing something, and we, we talked, and it, it kind of went nowhere. And then finally, we pulled the trigger and said, "Okay, let's do this." So we're doing an album, and but at the same time, we we're also just kind of doing a business where we're. You know, just helping helping bands with demos or you know arranging or songwriting, whatever it is that a band needs. It just because we just like that. I, I love I, I love the creating, yeah. the creation. That that part just I've really started to sink my teeth into it. So like, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. Well, I mean, being in a band with Adam D, uh, you know, f- 
for a decade, basically. I mean, that's a guy that's produced a lot of records. He's got a lot of experience. I mean, you must have taken something away from him. You can't help but learn. <laughs> Just, <laughs> especially when he starts barking with that weird, loud voice of his, you know, you, you tend to hear everything. But yeah, he just he's he's just fantastic at what he does, and so I've got I've I've gotten to work with some really really talented people, and so yeah, sure. uh, and it just sort of dawned on me how much I enjoyed that portion of it, and so I've just been kind of going with it. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, yeah, I love it. No, it's fantastic. It's great to great to hear that you're doing so much stuff and and helping out you know younger bands and everything. It's it's amazing. And plus, it helps me too because like if I stay busy, it keeps the dark at bay. So like so like, right. uh, like so I will honestly just go nonstop. Uh, so that way, I, you know, I don't. Uh, I'm not dwelling on just how how crazy it can feel inside you know just so the busier i am the more i can focus on that other stuff it's a little easier for me to handle the depression it's just i right. i stay busy right totally totally no i think that's that's great great thing i mean i mean uh i guess one of the things that you do i know that helps you with your uh anxiety depression is and we talked about it for a second was fishing oh yeah and um I now I've all got to say this is episode 116 I've done. We have never talked about fishing on this podcast, so this is a first. What nonsense is this? <laughs> <laughs> the lead fishing? No, there's lead fishermen. Sent, I don't know. I don't. I got nothing. But um, how how did you get into this? You know, it's a it's not an an obvious um you know uh, hobby for for a, a heavy metal front man. You know. Well. I mean, I, I fished a little as a kid and a little bit, of, you know, as you know, becoming an adult. But there's something about the peacefulness, the tranquility, and the fact that it's just it's one on one. I mean, all right. Now, you, you think about you're in a band and you're you get you pull up into a venue and they're setting up everything and then boom. The sound system's working, mm-hmm. and from from that point in the early afternoon to the end of the night is noise. And then you get in the van, you get in the bus, noise until you fall asleep, and then the process repeats. Yeah, I'm sorry, I just enjoy the peacefulness. I I like the quiet. That's why I just like being outdoors. So yeah, you get me outdoors, I'm I'm a happy man. So I'm outdoors every day. So that that also is one of the things that I have to kind of do to kind of focus me. So right. yeah, I'm 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 out every day. Where's the Where's the craziest place you've went like fishing, like on a trip or whatever? Um, I would say, well, Alaska was. Oh, well, wow. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, the waves were pretty insane. Um, Australia was a good time. I'd say weird was Norway. Oh, why was it weird? Um, well, it was just we played a festival and and then uh, we're just kind of watching because it was right on right on some water and there were some docks there and one of the promoters or you know, they were like, "Hey, did you have a good time?" It's like, "Yeah." So, can I get you anything? And it's like. Yeah, a way to fish. <laughs> and so they literally asked a person who was sitting in the boat right there, it, this is one of the performers. Would you mind taking them out on the water to fish? Sure. So went fishing, caught a cod. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and so, yeah, kind of random, but what, yeah, um, it happened. What catch, what catch are you most proud of? Caught anything crazy? Um... I mean, I've caught lots of random things, a few sharks and stuff like that. But I'd say um, it was in the Bahamas. I had caught the first mahi-mahi of the season. So they were actually, so yeah, so they were kind of like spreading the word over the radio. So it was a, and then I caught a second one. So it was pretty cool. There you go. That's awesome. Do you eat what you catch or are you catching release? What do you do? 
Yeah, not a boy. I like that. I I, uh, I like that vibe. Well, uh, before I let you go, um, light the torch record coming out. What can people expect from this album? And I'm I'm assuming you guys have some tour dates. Um, what's going on with that? What's coming up next for uh, for Hojo? Uh, tour dates are coming shortly. Yep. Um, yeah, we're getting all that worked out. Um, the album is, uh, it's just, it's fun. It's catchy. It's kind of a, uh, it's a nice little journey. And there's actually a lot of, there's a lot of emotion in it. I mean, we went through a lot and it's, yeah. it's there. I mean, uh, it's probably one of the best ways to get to know us. <laughs> it's, it's, it's legitimately an emotional little journey. But it, it's, I, I we tried to make it a fun listen. So hopefully cool. we succeeded. That's that's great. And, and um, ly- ly- lyrically, um, were you the sole lyricist? Did you guys was it a collective effort? How does it work in Light the Torch? No, the lyrics were just me. So what is what does this stem from? Like when you sit down and you say, okay, what am I going to write about? I mean. Is it is it come from the frustration of the band name change? Does it come from your depression? Does it come from just a wider range of emotions? What about religion? Is religion a factor in your life anymore? I know you were raised that way. For me, it just kind of comes from just whatever whatever happens when the pen hits paper. I legitimately don't go into writing with a subject in mind. I just write. And, and that was the weird thing is like, I, I wrote the whole thing outside just while I was either walking or hiking or running or I wrote the whole, whole album outside. And so I just let my mind wander. And so whatever I wrote about, is just whatever I was feeling at the moment. And whether some of it was fiction, some of it's not fiction at all. Well, that's that's great. No, it's it's interesting you say that. I mean, I know you love the outdoors, and that's yeah. your favorite thing. Do you think that that makes the record have a certain vibe? Like, is it is it a fun listen because you wrote it in an environment that you enjoy? Whereas if you wrote it holed up in your basement, maybe it would be would come out darker. Do you think that's possible? Wow. Yeah, that's that's definitely a possibility. I mean, the last couple albums I wrote, I definitely wrote more indoor yeah you know this one i don't know i hadn't thought of it that far look at you with the with your fancy questions i don't i mean i don't know i I, you know i'm a a writer myself you know and i understand how the environment you write in uh and and the place you are not only just in your head but also physically can factor into that stuff you know yeah and i i think it i think it did yeah. Just because it felt like my writing, my writing has evolved. I I don't know why, but I don't know. I, I just kind of keep doing what I'm doing, and hopefully uh, that'll continue. I, hey, uh, I think it's I, working, man. Hey, I'm I'm enjoying myself, so I'll Love I'll that. try and uh, I'll try and keep doing it. Love that, Howard. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Light the Torch, March 30th, Revival. Record is out on Nuclear Brass Records. Check it out. And, uh, dude, I hope to run into you sometime. If not, right enjoy the fishing, enjoy the shows, enjoy the production, enjoy life. You got it, my man. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, no problem. All the best. Bye. There it is with Howard. Great stuff. Great guy. <laughs> we laughed so hard. Um, and, and it made me think of something. Um, let's start a thread on Facebook where you talk about the best bands with the worst names and the worst bands with the best names. I think that's a lot of fun. So go like the Facebook page. Let's have a big discussion. Let's do that. Something new. Why not? I know you all know the Killswitch classics, so I'm going to leave you with a Light the Torch brand new song from their new album, which comes out on March 30th. Here is Die Alone on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. We'll see you next week.
Every day I curse this side.